Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Hey, Adam, welcome back. Happy spring. Well, I guess not official when spring, is, but yeah, when is about? When is spring officially officially here? Once once we once we spring forward with a time change, like that's that's kind of like the unofficial sign of spring to me. Yeah, daylight even if it's still cold outside. (laughs) Right. Yeah, daylight at seven o'clock is wonderful. Yeah, waking up in the dark and it's still being thirty degrees, and I'm looking at flurries out of my window. It'll be here soon. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of cold, ooh, let's. (laughs) <laughs> let's talk today about sometimes when there's some cold feelings between couples. Let's yeah. talk about financial planning for couples that uh, may not agree on certain things. And more importantly, why are we here? How can we help? Yeah. So I guess we should start with what do we mean by don't agree or, or give some examples of yeah. where there, where right. there can be disagreements. So yeah, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting topic because um, we've certainly seen it in our experience. Um, something as simple and, and as may, and maybe personally experience it. I mean, we're both married individuals with spouses, so oh, not yeah. to pry into your personal life, but oh, sure, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even know how much to get into there, but yeah, there's always I. I I don't, I don't know that you could find two people that are like perfectly in sync with every single aspect, especially when it comes to, to finances, right? Right. Um, and, and part of what we'll get into is why that is, right. because everyone's history and their experiences in the past kind of influence their behavior, their activity, their bias um, when it comes to that. And when you have two people, you know, joining finances, there can be conflict is i feel like is a strong word but there could be shades of differences and how how do you how do you bridge those two things yeah so i think you i i interrupted you but we were probably going to just define when we say don't agree i think the simplest one that we see is maybe they just have different viewpoints on spending habits or sure. saving habits you know i can yeah. You know, it's not uncommon for couples to kind of pick on each other in an initial meeting with us, like, oh, well, I'm the saver and she's the spender, right. or the other right. way around. You know, he likes these to get these toys and I'm mm-hmm. talking about the future here. So I think that's a common one. Absolutely. Yeah. Another one that I, that I we see frequently is just the difference in opinion on investments and risk. Oh, yeah. There's often one spouse is risk averse. I just want safety. I'm not worried. I don't. I don't want to go on the the market roller coaster ride. And the other spouse being, yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't worry about it. it doesn't bother me. I'm okay to be invested in in you know things that are going to be volatile, and then trying again to to find that middle ground where they both feel okay. Yeah, and maybe on a on the goal side of that, we definitely run into people that have different ideas on what they see the future needing to be for them. You know, one maybe wants to work longer. The other one's like, mm-hmm. I want to work you know, as little as possible, just the difference yeah. on time periods of things and, and what's most important to them. Yeah. Uh, I think it's also, 
pretty common for us to see one person kind of take take the lead I'll say and that's not to say one person's more important than the other but it's it's still well there are some people that get married later in life and maybe they had independent finances that did come together later Um, there are also all those situations where it was kind of just one person's responsibility so it doesn't mean that the person that's not taking the lead doesn't have a viewpoint um, that they want expressed and that's where we can maybe see some of that um, you know marital distress around money too yeah yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll start by just saying for, for anybody that's already gotten to this point and thinking, oh, yeah, that sounds like me. You're not alone. <laughs> right. We've, we've, we've seen it. Um, it's not uncommon. Um, we often joke in, in some of those meetings when it, when it does feel like there are just differences of opinion, um, you know, that, that those early meetings can often feel like a combination of math or finance class and marriage counseling kind of all (laughs) rolled into one. So like all of your stress and anxiety, just cram it into one, one time period. (laughs) sounds awful, but it's, it's necessary. Yeah. And I'll say this, you know, when, when we say don't agree, that may not be explicit either. You know, we've, we've been doing this enough and we, we sit with enough, enough couples that sometimes it's something that we pick up on as maybe something that sounds like a stress or a frustration. And it's not that they're pointing the finger at each other. It's just, we, we recognize, and we're going to go into this, how we can help. We recognize mm-hmm. that different viewpoints exist for a reason. You know, people that have different experiences from their past, uh, different relationships with money, different learnings that they've had either passed down to them or yeah. based on things that happened to them. So again, I, I like that you said it that way. Um, this is not for us to pass judgment. It really is the first thing when we now move to how we can help. Mm-hmm. We're here to kind of just listen and understand why those things exist and help in any way that we can. Not that we're sitting here uh, taking sides with saver versus spender or right. aggressive versus conservative. Yeah, I think that. Uh, so I hope this is how we are different than most other you know, planners or advisors. Um specifically in this area where that what you just said right we're we're seeking just to understand first facilitate that conversation so we just we have a better idea of where people are coming from um because that is in our experience and through a lot of the behavioral side of money that we are kind of learning is is so important um it, to to uncover that in and of itself is a is a, I don't want to say it's a talent, but it's a skill, right? Just to be able right. to have that conversation. You said it to be able to listen to what somebody's saying and and pick up on key words or phrases, and f- ask those follow up questions to really understand why. Because um, it, it very well could be you have you have two, you know these these this couple, one person being the saver and one being the spender. And the, the person being the spenders is feeling, I'll say, attacked, you know, in, in that meeting, while the simple outcome could be, well, just don't don't spend. But that doesn't that, that doesn't necessarily get to the root of the problem or fix things in the grand scheme of things. That's where it does take a little bit extra to make sure that we're facilitating that conversation. It is a yeah. safe space for people to kind of share where where they're coming from, how they're feeling. And try to find some middle ground where, again, they're they're kind of in agreement um, on. They're probably I said this earlier. 
I'm imagining people probably aren't as far apart as they may feel or it comes across at certain times right. when you actually start to talk through, you know, some of the issues or some of the disconnects. Yeah, and I think I'm glad you went there because as you were saying that, I was going back to a lot of our questions kind of just our follow-up questions to better understand why. Why do you feel that way? Why did you say that that way? Because mm -hmm. I think if, if we can find that their common ground still is kind of what matters most to them and what they're trying to get to, um, it's not to label ourselves as saver versus spender when, you know, there is, I'll just say balance, right? We want couples to find balance between, mm -hmm. in this case, well, I spend a little bit today because I want to experience this or I want my kids to experience, you know, something in this realm while mm -hmm. balancing saving for the future. It right. may just be trying to draw out all sides of the viewpoints mm -hmm. so that we can find compromise because here's the point before I, I let it leave my head because um, <laughs> It wasn't in our notes. Um, the whole point of, of working with couples through any disagreement that they have is any plan that we write or we try to help them mm. with is irrelevant if they can't put it into action. Right. right? So yeah. starting at the beginning by, you know, big part of active listening, understanding, communicating, um, it's really just to figure out what tools do they have and what do we need to support them with to actually put this advice into action. And that's going to take some agreement on their end. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's I'm glad I'm glad you said that. And I'm now looking at some of my notes and, and yeah, it, it can, w when there feels like you're not, or in a situation where it feels like a couple is just not on the same page and, and they can feel and sense that they're just, they're not on that same page and they don't know how to get in agreement. Um, it, it does make it incredibly difficult to plan for the future or even just to make, make financial decisions if you feel like you're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, so yeah, it, it ultimately does come down to uh, action. And if advice can't be implemented, then it's, it's no, it's no good. So then let's, we're really peeling back the curtain again. We made, I thought four good, we had four notes on four good points we wanted to make on like how we can actually help. Um, mm -hmm. And I, we're going to put it all under this camp of like, I think we just want to bring awareness to certain things. And it's not choosing sides. It's not judgmental. It's mm -hmm. all planning and big picture to try to help you move forward. Yeah. Um, the, the first one I kind of mentioned, so I'll take that and then you can kind of move through the next one. Okay. We just, we sometimes want to take the opportunity to just make sure there aren't misconceptions on either side. Um, and again, I, I think we've just become as a society um, pretty quick to judge and, and maybe not as empathetic as we should be. You know, so we get to sit in the middle and kind of be mediator here to make sure that how each person is viewing the other or their own financial situation, that we're all kind of working from the same starting point of what matters most, um, what we need to do to kind of get there and eliminate those barriers of misconception. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I think an, another, another way to kind of sort through that we, we talk about it a lot. It's, it's like, it's mental accounting. It so, sometimes, oh man, it, it, I'm trying to think how to, how to put this in, in better words than what are currently just floating around in my head, just nonsensically. Um, the, the idea that the, the outcome or where that path may lead to maybe no different that end result may be no different 
but there could be 50 different ways to get to that end result. And the emotional journey to get there is going to feel different on all these different paths where ultimately um, where we've, we've seen this work for, for certain clients is just, it is that mental accounting. It's bucketing certain assets. I'm, I'm thinking specifically for when it comes to investment risk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me too. And, and, and being able to kind of your words, kind of scratch the itch for, for both partners where <laughs> There is the the safety and security of of cash, or we just we know what we what we need is is here and it's safe. And by the way, for the stuff that we're just not sure of, or we're thinking about the long term, that can be invested. That can have some growth, um, you know, associated with it. Um, where at the end of the day, the aggregate of all of that usually ends up somewhere in the middle, where maybe maybe it's not a hundred percent comfortable for either one of them, but trying to, to split that difference and end up in the middle just by yeah. mentally accounting for certain things. I, I We've seen that go a long way. Yeah. And I think we talk about bucketing with expenses too. I, I, I see a parallel between what you just said and, and that idea that, all right, if somebody feels fulfilled by doing certain things that may be looked at as focused on the here and now and not the long-term future, mm -hmm. We owe, we owe that some respect, right? We, we do have to help people feel fulfilled. So if there is spending, whether that's vacation, it's stuff around the house, it's things for the kids, right? We need to live fulfilling yeah, and happy right. lives. And there's an element of that. But I think maybe our job or the role that we can play is, okay, but to what extent and to what limit, right? Because I'll go back to the word balance. All we're trying to do is help this couple kind of balance those two things. So bucketing, not only from an investment standpoint, but I'd say also from like an income and expense standpoint, um, where you allocate your income can be for today and tomorrow. And sometimes right. that creates a little more synergy. Yeah. Um, sorry, I kind of went on a rampage there. The third point I think we wanted to make was, you know, I think it's our job too, to just kind of focus on the points of agreement. And what my thought process there was, usually if it's, you know, parents with kids, that is a, yeah. a, a focal point of agreement, right? Mm -hmm. So whether that's how they're listed as beneficiaries, it's, you know, talking about education expenses, when we, we can kind of use their common ground as a starting point, that's sometimes healthier than starting with their friction point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I'll, I want to build on that because I, I think I said it earlier, oftentimes we find that they are not that far, they're not as far apart as they may think or, or feel. Um, and that's where you know, our, our role as kind of facilitators for that conversation, I, I think you used the word misconceptions earlier. It's, it's mm -hmm. to try to shine a light on um, just giving some education and it may, it may alleviate some of that stress or, or some of that disconnect just to get a better understanding of, of the situation. Um, you know, in, in the absence of data or in the absence of information, it is so human to just fill that in with <laughs> negatives and what can go wrong and what's the worst possible outcome here. And that's immediately kind of what I, I know this is me or, or you kind of, you lead to that and then you latch onto it. And now you just- You projecting here, Adam? It's <laughs> all I do. And then you just get into that kind of negative, negative spiral where, yeah, take a step back where, where are we on the same page? What do we agree on? And then let's, let's try to figure out what those specific concerns are 
because as we know, the the surface level concerns don't necessarily uh, reflect kind of the underlying emotional kind of concerns. It's an awesome segue into the last point that I was hoping we would make around just Great. education and the leadership of implementation. I think it's to help people understand that, look, we can try certain things out, right? If, if this may feel like, okay, it doesn't feel perfect. It doesn't, it feels like it may create a little bit of a stressor or we need to find a way to compromise from the two of us. Let's just test that. Let's, let's move the savings here. Let's move the allocation here just a little bit. And then let's yeah. check back in with it. Let's course correct over time. Let's find yeah. the spot where it feels good for both of you. I think sometimes when we feel like we're at odds with something or someone, um, it feels so black or white. And yeah. I know in planning and trying to help people move forward, right? We're trying to create good habits. Those mm -hmm. are little like micro actions at a time where yeah. hopefully that stress of making a wrong call or this is going to feel horrible. It's like dipping your toe in the water before your ankle goes in, before your whole yeah. leg goes in, you know, when you're getting your body used to something wholly new. Yeah. 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 And ultimately, I don't know if you already said this, but you know, our, our role in the process can only go so far, right? We right. recognize that there, there are limits to essentially what we can do. Um, if, if there are, we are, truly we are not marriage counselors. <laughs> Correct. We, we, neither, neither of us are certified in, uh, you know, relationship counseling. That is, that is for sure. Um, so that all that being said, oftentimes it really, it really can be as simple as let's identify where, where the, where the friction is. Let's talk through that and let's together try to find, okay, then what, what are our potential options here moving forward? What's going to feel good for this person? What's going to feel good for this person? And then that's, I guess that's where, that's where our job, our expertise really comes into play to try to try to figure out what are realistic paths right. forward that we know in our experience are at least going to get them still moving in the right direction. Um, Cause ultimately you said it, the, the advice needs to be actionable for it to actually matter. Um, and at the end of the day, that's, that's kind of our focus. Yeah, I think that was actually a really good summary and we can maybe leave it at that. You know, we're here to be partners. If it takes being the middleman in a conversation, we know that that's part of what we need to do. But, mm -hmm. um, if you find yourselves not agreeing, I'll go back to your comment from earlier. That's normal. I think that's all of us. It's going to happen at some point, um, mm -hmm. not only in relationships, but our relationships with money and um, relationships between each other with that money. So yeah, yeah. it's okay. This is a safe space to talk about it and let's figure it out. Yeah. Sounds great. Let's do it. Call us. Thanks, Adam. Have a great All rest right. of your day. You too. See you in the hey. spring. Bye. Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.